Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shouts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. out. Welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that's muddling through one day at a time. I am your host from the West Coast, Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is somewhere that we can touch base every episode about stuff going on in our lives, stuff going on in the podcast life, stuff going on in greater lesbian lives. Uh, and starting with, are you ready? Two weeks oh my from today. God. Can you handle it? It's our live show. So excited. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, we cannot wait to see all of you there. We cannot wait to see all of our guests there. We are going to be being joined by Jess Tom, Elsa Waith, Carolyn Bergier. We are super pumped. We're going to talk all sorts of things that should have been gay. It's going to be so much fun. And you should all come. Brooklyn, February Amazing. 18th, The Bell House. See you there. Speaking of shows, we are also going to be doing a live show at Clexicon. So any of you that are going to be there, we would love to see you at the live show. So pumped to do another Should Have Been Gay with all of you. Also, we have our next Les Essentials watch party coming up. So if you want to be a part of that, you should go check out our Patreon page now. Uh, it is at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Become a patron. You could join us for that watch party. It's going to be great. We're watching Saving Face. We're super excited. Yes. And in the greater Les universe, Twitter was ablaze with Bo Peep. <laughs> <laughs> People are really excited about Bo Peep coming back for Toy Story 4 and rocking some lesbian energy. She is in a <laughs> pantsuit instead of her big dress that she usually wears. So, of course, we're looking for some should have been gay for Toy Story now. So the options are limitless. <laughs> uh, finally, as you're going to hear a couple times throughout this week's episode, uh, One Day at a Time Season 3 drops in... Just a few days, February 8th, we cannot wait to see more of our favorite, the Alvarezes, all of them. So yes. check it out on Netflix, February 8th. One gay at a time. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> and that's This Week in the Lesdom. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to be bringing you episode 12 of season 2 one gay at a time, with a very special guest. We are so excited to have Isabella Gomez hanging out with us today. Hey, Isabella, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so us. much for having me. I'm so excited. Our listeners, you probably know Isabella better as Elena Alvarez, actress on One Day at a Time. Well, Elena's not the actress, Isabella's <laughs> the actress. <laughs> Although, who knows what Elena's going to be? Honestly, right? like that could be kind of cool for her to do. <laughs> uh, she'd have to get over some jitters i think first but wouldn't right? that be fun to watch it, it <laughs> oh god yeah it might be like a one a one ep i know she's like arc. i'm gonna do theater <laughs> she's like mm, maybe it's not <laughs> never for mind me. i hate it <laughs> <laughs> but how fun would that be because i'll tell you what one of my favorite things ever and i it's so stupid and everyone like it's been done time and time again but it still always makes me laugh is when actors have to play their characters acting badly it's my favorite. Or when, like, characters in a show or movie talk about how stupid acting is, and you can tell the actors yes. are sitting there like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. So who knows? You know, we don't know what's coming in season three. Maybe season four. Hopefully. Season five. How long Hopefully, can we keep this rolling, yeah. right? Fingers crossed, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's do a quick intro one day at a time. If you had to explain the show to someone, Isabella, how do you how do you pitch the show? Oh my god, how do I pitch the show? Gloria Calderon Kellett, who is our 
um, showrunner has taught us how to pitch before. And I, and now everything's rushing back. I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, we're in an elevator. Tell me about elevator your pitch. Show. Here Great. we go. It's basically a re-imaging of a 70s sitcom. It is a Cuban-American family. It is a mom with two kids, Elena and Alex, a single mom. And she lives with her mom because we're Latinos and that's what we do. Um, and it's just about daily lives. The Alvarez live in Los Angeles in our current time. So they're just dealing with being POC. And, you know, Elena obviously is LGBTQ. And Alex is, you know a douchebag because he's a little 13 year old boy <laughs> it's just uh. experimenting with seeing what's happening with these people's everyday lives and going through that you know Penelope's an army vet and Lydia is from Cuba and then moved here so it's a lot of layers and really cool stuff mm-hmm. and uh Lydia is Rita Moreno yes. which like <laughs> Rita Moreno. Yeah, right. That that's like the elevator pitch you need. It's just like, oh, Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno's. It. It's so funny. Every time we do any kind of interview, they're like, "You're great." Anyways, how's Rita? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We literally got there. So I love early. it. We love uh. talking about Rita. Rita has it makes us have a lot to say. By the way, can I curse? I just yeah. want you to know we we put her at the very yes, bottom of our notes. We did want to talk about you first, but like, screw it. So screw it. Tell us. So about let's that. talk about Rita. Um, <laughs> no. I read her book. I have a lot of. <laughs> information on her <laughs> oh god no i think we should tell gloria though that you did a very lovely elevator pitch Thank it was you very, very good. much yeah it was great <laughs> very detailed great. so if anyone has not watched one day at a time yet what do you, you wish should for? watch I it understand. Yeah. yeah pause yes. the podcast it's on netflix we'll see you in approximately 12 <laughs> hours and uh yeah great when i first watched it i totally just like was in my room for like days <laughs> it's a quick binge though which is like, really and- nice like, as somebody yeah. who binge-watched Grey's Anatomy when 13 seasons of it were out oh already before I even started, binging one day at a time is so easy. It's like half a day and you're done. Yeah. 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 And it's so great. And it's so – I mean, obviously, you deal with a lot of very real issues, but it's such a, like, feel-good show. It is. Which I feel like is very important to take a minute and just, like – be able to laugh. Yes, for yeah. sure. You know? And I feel like people learn so much easier that way because, you know, our show for sure is about teaching, but we never want to beat anybody's head over with that's not the saying. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we never want to make it that's just biased and one sided, but we also don't want to be preachy. Like it, when you teach people through laughter and in a way that people can just enjoy themselves and listen to these people have these funny conversations, it's so much easier than if our characters sat down and we're like, and today we're going to talk about gun control. Here are some facts. <laughs> like nobody would want to watch that. Yeah, you've done that with so many things. And especially like Elena being LGBTQ, like there's there's so many ridiculously like hilarious things that she goes through but also like things that lgbtq teens are going through all of the time um one of the particular things that i loved which i which was hilarious hilariously done was pronouns oh my god what Um, what was that what was that that? Um, who's on first Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so reminiscent and I love it. And how are we going to figure this out? And that day on set was crazy because, mind you, we still have Rita Moreno, who's 86, 87 now, you know, and Justina, who's young, but also not a millennial. And all these people who are like, what are pronouns? And me, who I just go to Ariella Barrera and Michelle Badiou and go, please help me. Please educate me. So I kind of had a grasp, but I just sat there like, okay ready they identify as they them she as she her and like had to point it out and we had to choreograph all of it because they were like it went over Rita was like I don't understand why are we calling them them what is that and I'm like well (laughs) it was a whole learning experience that's amazing so let's dive in let's start with Elena obviously your character uh comes out in season one as a lesbian Having not just the experience of portraying a gay character, but of portraying a gay Latinx character, which is, you know, fewer and farther between even than just like regular LGBT representation. Mm -hmm. So what has it, what has that been like? What has the response been like? Like what has, 
what has the feedback been? It's amazing. It's amazing. I honestly went into season one not realizing what I was doing because I was raised in a little bubble of like everything's okay and like whatever you want to be, you can be it. Especially because I moved away when I was 10 from Colombia to the US. So I wasn't around my family that much and maybe it would have been different. Actually, I'm pretty sure would have been very different had I stayed. But because I was here and I was in Florida at first where we were all POC and like people were experimenting and figuring their stuff out. I was like, oh, this is normal. And I grew up doing theater where like half of us were LGBTQ. So it didn't. (laughs) I was like, this is so normal. So I just did it. And um, I always tell this. I have a notebook. It's here somewhere where I had my first meeting with Mike and Gloria. And they were like, oh, and maybe Elena has like a thing with her sexuality. We don't know yet. And it's just another bullet point because it didn't register to me that this was a a big deal to people right it wasn't like caps underline yeah it wasn't like Like, oh she's a lesbian like (laughs) no it's so funny because Rita always tells the story I hope she never hears me saying this (laughs) but she always tells the story that I like ran in after that meeting to set and was like I'm gonna be a lesbian and like that never happened (laughs) I don't know why she says that first of all we weren't even on set yet Second of all, it was just, it was never a thing. And also it wasn't for sure, but I just did it. And once the season came out and I started getting these messages is when I was like, oh my God, I took a step back because I always saw myself represented in that light. You know, I always saw males and females falling in love and I realized I never saw the flip coin. I never saw anything like that, especially for lesbians. I always saw, you know, if if anything, it was men gay men be falling mm-hmm. in love and if it was ever women having any sort of connection on screen it was very sexualized it was very through the male gaze it was very not two women falling in love it was very much like "Ooh, this is so hot I bet men love watching this which is disgusting <laughs> um, so it was then when I started really trying to educate myself and realizing that like I had a, a big thing on my shoulders and it was also really scary because at this same time the conversation of like who gets to play what started and I was like I don't know if people are going to be upset that I'm doing this like am I the right fit but we were already yeah. a season in I signed a contract <laughs> like I don't know what to do now. Like it's awkward when they replace the actor like a season Elena will never <laughs> play Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Look, like, since eight pulled it off, but, like, I don't know if everyone can do that. <laughs> uh-huh. So I just took it upon myself to really um, try to listen more than I talk because yeah. it's, it's not my place to talk as much as I, I can with the platform that I have. So I just <laughs> listen a lot, and it's been so incredible because the fans of the show are so incredibly open, and they're so vulnerable. They tell me stories that, like, are so they're like I've never told anybody this or nobody knows I'm gay but and it's so heartwarming to know that first of all that they trust me like that and second that they find this character to be something that inspires them and to be something that makes them feel seen and okay and represented and like they're not alone and that they're not wrong which is more than you could ever hope for as an actor as an actor you just won't work but to be doing something yeah. meaningful <laughs> it's just trying to get paid we, we all, all want to get paid but <laughs> yeah, i'm getting yeah. paid to do something really really cool that's actually impacting people's lives and that's insane nice yeah it's yeah. so funny because you're saying like oh it's just a bullet point it was like not a big deal at all uh, but, like, I feel like every gay person was like, one day at a time, gay daughter. <laughs> On yeah. Tumblr? Like, that's, that's exactly that's how we yes. watch TV. <laughs> yeah, like, it's literally like, you know, if you want to if you wanna sell one of us on a show, you're just like, blah, 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 blah. And she's a lesbian. And then we're like, done. And we were like, yeah, Signed especially up. I'm here. after Let me watch season all one, I would go on Tumblr and people would be like, you should watch one at a time. The daughter's gay. And I'd be like, wait, you don't know yeah. that at the beginning. Don't ruin the plot. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's how they get people to watch. Uh, I understand. <laughs> yes. Look, actually, you know, but we're also, very big it on did spoilers. Happen pretty quickly, right? It did. Yeah. I mean, like in the season, in the first I, I season. I think it was episode nine or 10 that she comes out, but I could be wrong. It's been three years. Yeah. But yeah. But like, f- well, I guess for us, it's re- it feels fast. Yeah. yeah because yeah. like in gay representation, 
it's like the kind of thing where like the character would be straight for like 10 oh, seasons and they're right. finally like maybe we can throw them a bone yeah. you know well, or, like, or not even throw them so, a bone it's like we're gonna make her like kind of question things for like sweeps week and then like oh no i don't know like i guess the girl she was into died sorry funny. like it was only yeah. that one Back girl to our regularly scheduled straight programming and you're like oh no i just binge watched 10 seasons of a show for nothing oh. um we've all been there so <laughs> yeah so yeah it is it is funny that like we just watch totally differently in terms of like that's absolutely why i started watching is i knew i knew that you were gonna come out and then what's funny is i did get a little confused though because knowing that going in where it is you know like oh you shouldn't know but then the whole story with carmen and i was like it's gonna be now it wasn't nope. now i had to wait even longer and then i had to make out with Freud. But- Uh, that's true i did have to you know wait through all of that but i think like because some people have talked about that being like oh well we wish that like she never like was with a boy or whatever but the kind of that's the kind of experience that i think most high school so common lesbian like most lesbians go through because you're told like you're supposed to date boys Mm -hmm. shove it down like yeah so i I don't think there are very few lesbians who haven't who have never kissed well this was actually a huge topic of conversation in the writer's room because it was the same thing where they wanted you know they never wanted people to say that elena was going through a face or like whatever it was Mm -hmm. but michelle badia who is one of the main um writers for elena because she's lgbtq that was her experience she hooked up with boys because it's what she thought she needed to do and then she was like oh wait Mm -hmm. no this is not what I Mm -hmm. want but hadn't she done that she says that she probably would have never figured it out so that was our reasoning and and that's like you know with Elena's storyline we always want it to be grounded in truth we never want to just make something Mm -hmm. up so all of her stories really come from our writers or from people that we know who have gone through these experiences so it's not like a bunch of straight people being like well I think it's, you know, yes. genuine. It's things that really have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, you and can that tell. is so true to life for, yeah. like, all of us, or most of us, you know? It, it definitely comes across, I think, when stories, like, resonate differently, you know? And it's not, it isn't that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know what would be really cool is, like, let's make her a lesbian, because, like, then we can cast this, like, super hot girl, and they'll make out, and we'll, like, film it from, like, all these different angles, and it'll be really great, like... Yeah, I mean, it's it's vastly different than, like, you know, uh, one of the, the notes that we had going into this discussion was also, like, it's one of the things that I love about uh, Elena and Sid's relationship. I mean, there's a lot of things that I love about it, but, like, one of them also is that it's so... Um, just kind of, like, innocent. It's, like, so sweet, you know? Like, A, the whole awkwardness of, like, how they, like, feel each other out to, like, <laughs> start flirting and, like, trying to ask each other out, and they're, like, so awkward and helpless, and, like, they're, like, little baby lambs, like, flat, which, like, was so true to high school for, like, so many Well, that's us, the thing. You know? Teenagers are awkward, and they're not oh, represented God, they're so as such on TV. Like, yeah. Riverdale, aren't all those kids supposed to be in high school? Why are they all yes. hot and buff and, like, sexy? What are you guys doing? <laughs> right, well, and they're yeah, dating, like, they're not, 35, It's not you true know? to life like, at all. And no. Archie always has a shirt off. Like, I'm like, why? I'm like, what is this? So, no, that's, like, Okay, look, also- wait, to be fair, yeah. to be fair, I went to high school with a kid who was, like, he was, like, the hot guy of our year Uh you know that like but my favorite thing about this and like it was such a high school thing to do is so seniors used to be able to get out like 15 minutes early or something to like go get our cars and like leave um and so every single day he would go up he would have parked his car like in the top parking lot so like all the buses had to drive by there and when the buses drove by every day he would be there like changing his shirt like for no reason. Oh, he did that like, on purpose. Oh, of course he did that on <laughs> so purpose. So you literally like, went would, to high school. Like with every RGA day, it was just like, oh no, the buses are coming by again oh. while I take my shirt off. Like, what are the odds? <laughs> so okay, I'm just saying it happens. That's it's fine. But the point is, you guys are sweet and innocent, and and exactly what you were saying is like it's something that's so often sexualized. Like LGBT people in general, it's something that we've talked about on the podcast a lot. Is like it just gets treated like a sexual thing, even if it's not at all. You know, it's yeah. like two women kissing is all of a sudden like, oh my god, what if kids see that? And you're like, well, they see straight people kiss like all the time, and they're like, but that's inappropriate, you know. And so it's so nice to like see that represented as like 
they're just like kids. They're like two cute kids, like figuring this out. Because you know, they like are. figuring out dating. Which is like right. what's so cool about this show is that we're treating Elena, who is seventeen, I think, this season. As a 17-year-old, instead of, like, making her Hollywood 17, which, by the way, I'm 21 in two weeks, and I still can't play high school in Hollywood because I look too young. (laughs) It's like (laughs) – so it's, like, it's really Uh, cool that we get to see them be awkward. And then that's the thing, like, them being awkward and not not knowing what to do with each other makes it so that this isn't a sexual thing because that's never what this should be about. This is two young kids falling in love and – figuring life out together and it yeah i would hate for anybody to watch the show and be like wow that was so hot well because first of all i have no way of being hot like filming those scenes it's always me being like eh, how did it look did it look okay does it look like we like each other did it was my tongue okay no no tongue okay Woo! <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> Uh, we saw you dance at Clexicon last year. I don't think you're going to convince us that you can't bring any heat to the screen. Come on, Isabella. Lies. Uh, but th- that's not me that's Isabella. having to that's do it with anybody else, though. You know what I mean? Like, that was just me mm-hmm. dancing. When Once you bring another human into the equation, I'm like, uh... <laughs> uh that's amazing. Also, I think I went into the wrong industry. I'm pretty sure I could be Hollywood High School. You I'm totally 31. Good, I look like I'm 12. I'm peak age. I just need to be like way hotter. I just I did this all wrong. No, no, no. Oh, I think you could definitely be. Both of you actually could definitely play Hollywood in high school. Is Riverdale casting? <laughs> my I I found my new calling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) I get carded for, like, random... I mean, forget, like, drinking. Like, yes, I still... You know, I'm 31. I still get carded to drink. But, like, I was on a a flight, like, last month, um, and the flight attendant literally came over to double-check that I was 18 because I was sitting in the exit row. And I was just like, are you... Are you serious? Like, come on. Come No, it wasn't even 18. It was, like, 16. It was... Whatever it was, it was embarrassingly young for me to be like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm 31. I have a PhD and a child. Like, yes, I can sit in the exit row. But, (sighs) see, but isn't that kind of nice? You know... No! No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. You've aged very well. It's a little rough. It's fine. It's fine. So, Um, okay. So, the other... The flip side of that that I also want to talk about, because I think it's really cool, uh, is... I think that's true for, like, we certainly know that's true from, uh, like, a, an LGBT standpoint, right. right? Like, those are relationships, they're, hot, like, super, super sexualized, especially, like, bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really big challenge that, like, there's no way to talk about being bisexual without it immediately being, like, a sex thing, yeah. you know? Um, but the other thing that I love about it is that it is, uh, I think it's also some somewhat true, like, from a Latina perspective, Right, that I feel like there is this history of like those characters being represented as like you're the fiery, passionate, sultry Latina woman who's just like I burn with desire for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I love that it's like it's kind of like on both sides. It's just totally, totally throwing both of those out the window. But I mean, we totally like, get that with Lydia because that's what she is. Yes. Right. <laughs> But then it's so nice to be like, yes, we do have Latinx people that are this way, but also we are yeah. not that. <laughs> we can yes. be all But like, also things. we are nerds and respect us. Damn, Damn it. it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I also want to talk about Sid as a character. Yes. yes. Because we also introduce a non-binary character in a way that I feel like is in the same way that you are like, oh, like, lesbian, bullet point on the mm-hmm. list, it feels like the same with Sid. Absolutely. I mean, with that one, the rest of us absolutely knew that it was going to be, like, a bigger deal because now we were in our third season and we realized how much this meant to people. So bringing a non-binary person in, we knew was going to be huge, especially because I can't think of a single one on TV. I genuinely... No, I was trying to think of that, too. And the only ones I can think of are, like, on, you know, like... Where you have in Carmilla and stuff, and it's like kind of more but like they're not TV. web series yeah. based. It's not yeah. like a major network produced. Because how would they character? ever get through like, network? Because are people gonna right. relate? Question mark. Please note my sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> but it that was what we wanted, and and also because you know the first season was all about Elena coming out, and then after that. We never wanted it to be about that again. We just wanted it to be like, this is Elena living her life and who she likes is 
has nothing really to do with the rest of her personality at all. So we wanted it to yeah. be for the non-binary character. We wanted it to be just like that, where it's like we just introduce introduce them, and this is their these are their pronouns, and we move on. And yes, people have questions, mm-hmm. and people want to educate themselves, but it's never like a a huge deal because that's how life should be. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love it. Well, let's also talk about the relationship as it develops with Sid. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> the episode where Elena's trying to figure out who's gay or not. Uh, so accurate with like the cook with the cookie analogy. Um, <laughs> love. We, st- I think we still do that. Like gay people still do that. Like well into like and beyond your thirties. It's just like trying to feel out. If someone else is like, if someone else is gay or not, gay, are you? yeah, it's like it's still awkward. Obviously, this is not as much your real life experience, but do you feel like you have better gaydar than Elena? No, <laughs> I don't. And, well, here's the thing: I don't even know if what I'm about to say is okay. Please pardon me if this is wrong. But in a, well, in it, LA, it's easy, see? <laughs> well, in LA, there's so many gay men. That I feel the same way where I'm always trying to figure out if they're straight. Like, I'm like, um, <laughs> are you interested in this or no? <laughs> Have you tried just walking around with a cookie and offering them some? Maybe of that's cookie? what I need to do. But, like, it's it's so funny because I always have crushes on gay men and never know until somebody's like, you realize they're gay. And I'm like, no. How would you know? Why would you, why would you say that? And they're like, because they're here with their boyfriend. And I'm like. Oh, <laughs> oh! And you're like, oh, I, I was hitting on both of them. You're like, wait, that other guy that I, had I know, I'm like, on? oh, they're together. I under- okay, I see now. <laughs> so yeah, no, no I don't have a better it's a problem. Both yeah, ways. I don't have a better one, and I, I, I also don't know how to figure it out. So I feel her on that. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, to be honest, it's like there's not really a good way to figure no. it out. We've ta- we had a whole episode on Gator. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, yeah, it's just like a vibe. Well, let me ask you guys, it's hard is it to... okay? Because I've, I've felt that it's not okay to ask people. So then how do you figure it out? I think at a certain point you should ask. But we, we're we more of like the subtle questions. Right. Yeah. I'm like, like with us, it's more like um, media. So even like oh, yeah. I would be like, oh, like do you watch One Day at a Time? Like, what do you think about, you know, like you have to like ask right. about the gay characters. And if they're like, oh my God, my favorite character is Lena and whatever. And you're like, okay, you're probably a lesbian. So <laughs> yeah, we're good. it's also, you, you <laughs> can't really use our go-to trick, which is like out yourself, you know? Right. Like, yeah. if I'm trying to feel it out, like, because I'm pretty sure this is what I did when Ellie and I met, like, because we met at a, an acapella convention and you were there with your girlfriend at the time. And so like, you definitely try to like in conversation, just be like, oh yeah, like my wife dropped me off here. <laughs> And you yeah, like and leave it like, there hey. to be like, are you gonna pick up on that? Like, uh, okay, I'm gonna cool. start yeah, like <laughs> telling men, I'm like, hi, I'm straight. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't work the same way if you be like, like okay. oh, my boyfriend just dropped me off, <laughs> and they're no? like, okay. well, um, so. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's like, then you'd have to kind of be hoping that they'd be like, mine too. And you're like, oh, no. Like, oh. <laughs> it doesn't like, work oh. the same way. Yeah, I feel, and especially, like, also, we are so much less uh, the people to ask for men. I don't even know, like, what, a, you know, what do you bring up to, like, feel out, suss out of a dude's game? RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, right? That's, like, my only go-to. Is that it? Like, I have no but idea. But a lot of people like it. It's so, it's... We're, we're all so o- we're all too open now. Now we're like, oh well, of course, like a straight man can love drag queens. Yeah. Also, like yeah. I live in I LA, it. so it's like most people here tend to be open and like not as yes. confined by norms and stuff. So it's like I don't know. I can't tell, which is why I always go in like, well, you don't know, and and then they are gay. So what you're saying is this whole <laughs> section we have on on get Isabella's tips for asking someone out. You're saying that is just just a, a let's bu- scratch that. <laughs> let's scratch that because I have no tips. <laughs> uh, do you have like do you have fun stories of asking someone out? Well, here's the thing: I I I don't because I'm bad at it. Um, so what I'll do is I'll make it very obvious that I want them to ask me out. Such a power straight girl move, by the way. I love it. <laughs> but you know, with my boyfriend now, he asked me out originally, but then never set up anything. 
So what I did was made sure that he came to wherever I was. And then I made all the moves without nice. a- just asking him out. I was just like, so I'm going to go ride with Renzi. And I'm going to. He's like, well, no, I made it so that you wanted to do that. I'm like, no, no, babe. I made the moves. <laughs> Thank you. And you just thought so you I did. So I just guess that my tips such- are be straightforward. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's Amazing. valid. That's like valid, you know, advice. Yeah. It's t- asking people out is tough. Asking people out is tough until you realize that it kind of doesn't matter. Like if they say no, your life is still the same as it was right before. So, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I feel like that's the way with reject. I'm sure as an actor, you deal with rejection often. Uh, all the time. So I feel like it's like. <laughs> wow, figuring- Ellie, Ellie has so much faith in you, Isabella. That's <laughs> <Just> great. <laughs> She's like, as an actor, I'm sure you have just been rejected from everything. (laughs) I don't mean it like that, but you really do. You have to develop a thick skin when you go out on auditions and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like dating is the same thing. Sort of. (laughs) Sort of. I mean, with acting is definitely like, well, I mean, I guess you can take it a little bit more personally when dating, but also I don't tend to get super attached to people until like further in so yeah like I until we're dating I don't care (laughs) so (laughs) yeah Uh, it makes sense the advice is just ask and if they say no your life is exactly the same yeah 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 perfect I think that's good advice yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I want to talk about Sid and Elena's first date (laughs) because the comic to go going to Comic Con. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love it. We we met you at Clexicon. Yes. Um, have you been to any other conventions? Nope. <laughs> but so you're coming your back to Clexicon. I am coming back to Clexicon. That's amazing! Can't wait I'm to see very you there. Excited? Yes, I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> we are so excited. What was that like for you last year? What was like? What was the Clexicon experience from like that perspective? It was so crazy in that I didn't think that like I knew people cared about the show obviously but I didn't think that there was gonna be people there for me like I remember them being like all right and then you're gonna have like an autograph booth for two hours and I was like what am I gonna do for two hours (laughs) like that's gonna be so Uh, embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) apparently not (laughs) let me tell you about lesbians Isabella lesbians care We care. True. Well, uh, I, I guarantee you, was it just like packed for two hours? I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, I will say towards the end, not so much <laughs> on the second day, but I thought that there was going to be nobody the whole time. And I, and then that wasn't the case. And I remember like walking out to our panel with Gloria and Mike and like the energy in that room and us being so overwhelmed because we, we do this in a bubble and we adore each other and we are very proud of what we do. But after that, we don't really know, like, you know, we don't get to see people that watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then being there and seeing how much people love the show and like, not only for Elena, but for the whole show, because the show, I mean, I'm biased, but the show's fantastic. No, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is just so surreal to be a part of something like that. And like, everybody was nice like I haven't been in a room where everybody was nice in a long time (laughs) like a big room it's a big big room and everybody was excited to be there and like the community that's formed at Clexicon like I had people be like oh yeah we like met online and then came to Clexicon and like met each other here and like we come here every year and that's when we see each other because we live in like opposite sides of the world Mm -hmm. that's insane to me and so yeah I definitely got picked up at the airport by like people I met on Twitter like it's fine it's oh (laughs) my god that's amazing (laughs) that could have been so such a different ending I'm glad it it went well it's but that's the thing is it's like it's such a different landscape these days you know like how connections are made and like the show Mm -hmm. especially shows like shows like one day at time and like you know that that kind of build up these really positive fandoms you know yeah it is it's mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of people that connect over that and it is great it's it, I don't know yeah. so I, I just think it's cool it's such a cool thing to see I thought it was really cool and it, it was so like 
it, no, there was no nervousness was I once I was there. Like with events like that, there's always a little bit of nerves of like, what are people gonna do or how are they gonna react? Are they gonna be excited? Like, is even anybody gonna be there? And then once like I did my first thing that day, I was like, oh, this is awesome, and like people love each other, and nobody's here to fight or like yell at you. They just want to meet each other and you and have good conversations and like it was really cool yeah it was awesome Mm -hmm. so I have I have to ask you because I talked about this on the (laughs) podcast yes (laughs) after Clexicon so (laughs) Ellie needs proof at a certain okay at a certain point at the after party okay Uh uh-huh I know you were meeting a lot of people do you remember me I think so (laughs) Okay, Once good. I saw your face come up in the thing, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, good. Maybe. Good. I think so. Good. I hope you're not just saying that, but it's okay. No, but- I really am not because I, I never remember anybody. <laughs> so I would be like, honestly, no. No. <laughs> so the, the story okay, is good. Ellie snuck her way into the VIP section and was dancing with you guys. But then she was like, no one got a picture of me up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one got a picture while I snuck into the VIP section. I wasn't supposed to be there. And but I was also, how weird was that VIP section? It was so strange. We remember, like, all of us that were in the VIP section were like, this is so stupid like we (laughs) understand that like I guess for safety reasons or whatever they wanted us up there but it felt like we went because we wanted to talk to you guys and we went because we wanted to mingle and stuff and then we were like perched up on this like higher thing (laughs) and we're roped off and people are just watching us and we're like ooh, this I think I think this year we're actually gonna put all of you in like go-go cages and like hang you from the ceiling it'll be great I mean as long as they (laughs) give me a sparkly outfit I'm down (laughs) for for safety it's for safety it did feel like weirdly voyeuristic though I agree like where everyone was just like watching like it was like you guys were on a stage or something it was very yeah. strange. And then we like, Steph and I kept being like, what, what can we do? That's like, I don't, I don't know. Cause we had been around before they put us up there and like, we weren't getting mobbed. Like we, we yeah. yeah, you know, like we were just talking and like people were coming up, but like, it wasn't that deep. Like it was fine. And then yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. You gotta, it, <laughs> it might've had to do with the fact that I had to be sneaked in there. <laughs> so um, you know as I said at the beginning of this I'm turning 21 next month (laughs) but I they put us all up there it wasn't just me yeah (laughs) but you you will be 21 for Clexicon this year I will be happy Uh birthday to you Uh yeah and we're gonna buy you drinks so oh my god I'm so scared (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think we offered you last year uh and and that would have been illegal so let's be glad that would have been I remember yeah, so somebody asked it. me to give me a drink, and I was like, is this a trick question? Like, <laughs> am I supposed to say no? Like, I don't know what to do. Uh, it's so hard because I'm Colombian. So in Colombia, once you're 18, you're good. Yeah. And so I yeah. go back to Colombia all the time, and then I come back, and I'm like, oh, right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. This year will be great. It's going to be so what, good. But you said what? One more month? One sure more month. Because I don't feel like anyone believed me that I was up there <laughs> dancing. <laughs> We'll dance so together now this you time. all know from Isabella Gomez's mouth uh, that she remembers me. I do remember. Someday we'll yes. just get invited to the VIP section, Ellie. That's hopefully yes. there will never be a VIP section again. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, because people pay for it, so they need to have like some sort of extra. Yeah, whatever, whatever. It's fine. Put on a mask and sneak out. Mingle with the common folk. Come hang I out. Will. Now that I'm with us peasants. Legally, I will sneak out. They can't kick me out if I'm there legally. Uh, yes. Just like wear a costume. Do like a fun like so inconspicuous. Yeah. Right? I might. Dress I think if you show up in like <laughs> Yeah, a super, super good costume to like hide your identity. Great choice. Everyone's like, wow, good thank cosplay. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you look just like her. Uh. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, no, we're excited. We're super pumped to go again. Yeah, That's we're so be pumped. Great. I feel like we've gotten so off track. I don't even know where we are anymore. It's totally fine. <laughs> let's um, let's jump into coming out stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming out. Coming something, out. Great. Something that, you know, uh, every every gay person has to do. And which I think, again, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, like stories that resonate uh, resonate with gay people. I think Elena's coming out story was just so, so beautifully handled. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything about, like, the whole Penelope's response of being like, I need to be supportive, like, when I'm here with you, but then, like, in private, like, what am I doing and what's happening? And, like, that whole journey that, like, she had yeah. was amazing. Like, I think, and especially because of, like, it is something that I think is still harder for a lot of, like, Latinx teens to do. Mm-hmm. Like, to come out to their parents, there's a lot of, like, heavy stuff that, like, gets put on them, you know? What are your thoughts on, like, that whole process of, like, coming out to her mother and, like, parents having to let go of, like, what they had dreamed of for their kids, you know? Like, what was it like to do that? I mean, doing it was... It was so, I don't want to say painful, but it was, (laughs) especially that last, like the quinceanera episode was so painful Mm -hmm. because I'm empathetic to a fault. Like I just like people will be telling me stories and I just start crying because I just can't believe that people have to go through the things they've gone through, especially because I've been incredibly blessed and have been in like a situation where my life's been really great and really happy. And my parents accept me and love me for who I am. And like, So having to, you know, first fall in love with Elena and who she is and then have her be, like, attacked in such a way Mm -hmm. by her dad was excruciating. And I always tell the story. Gloria told me about the finale when I was at an after party at something with her. (laughs) And I started crying at the after party because I was so upset. But I think the way that her story went is very similar to a lot of people in both aspects. And and the good thing about Elena's story was that there was only one person that wasn't down for yeah. the cause. <laughs> the rest of mm-hmm. her family was right there to pick her up. And what I do love is the conversations that went on in the writer's room and between actors and between writers and actors to make sure that this was perfect. I believe in the first draft of um, Elena coming out to Lydia, Lydia was immediately okay with it. She was like, all right, cool. And Rita was like, this isn't true to what this would be like in real life. You know, this isn't a 70 something year old Latin grandma there's no way like there's no way like I can't imagine if I went up to my great grandma right now who's I mean 90s but like my grandma's a lot younger and was like hi I'm gay like I don't even know that she would know what that means so you know having those conversations and having then that incredible monologue that Lydia does about you know the pope and God and and thinking that they're better than Mm -hmm. God like all of that came out of such the collaborative efforts of all of us because my set is so wonderful and that we all get to talk and make sure that we all feel okay with what's happening. And so it was stunning. And and I, even the Penelope storyline where it's like, she wasn't just okay with it right away is so true to life because parents do have expectations and it's not entirely their fault in the sense that media has taught us that like, you know, your little girl's going to have a huge wedding with the perfect man and, and they're going to have kids and a dog and a white picket offense. And that's going to be their life because that's what the media has shown us. So of mm-hmm. course there's certain expectations, but then to, to show that process and show how they protected Elena and made sure that even yeah. though they had doubts that they were going to put her first because ultimately it's about her and this is her journey and her experience and that but then still do show the other parts because I can't imagine how many parents out there have that guilt of like 
they want to be okay with it. They still love their kid just as much, but they still feel weird about it. Yeah, it kind of changes the way you see your kid or your sister or your friend or whatever. But it's just gonna it's gonna take a second to yeah. reformulate in your brain, and then everything's gonna be just fine. I promise. And I, mm-hmm. I love how they did cover it. That it's like because it, it isn't something that I think is shown commonly. Is that idea that like you know I think you see a lot of coming out stories on TV where it's like I'm coming out and my parents disown me because they can't accept me and blah blah blah. And then you see a lot of like I'm coming out and my parent is like 100% supportive and they love it and they're totally great. Um, and so I think a lot of parents who are like will get there. They see that and they're like, but I'm not there yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. what do I do? You know? And so Mm -hmm. I think having that storyline showing like, but it's, it's okay. Like you can, you can process, you can take time, you can need time to deal with this, but like you have to show up, like you have to be there and like, you can't do it with them. Like they don't need your process, you know, like that person, like your kids going through their own damn process and like, you just need to be there for them and Mm -hmm. like deal with your own shit on the side. (laughs) You know, like, that's okay, but, like, deal with it over here. Deal with it at the bar. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you have to deal with it alone, which is such a huge thing. I think that Penelope had an LGBTQ friend that she could talk to because I relate to that so much and that, like, I have a lot of questions and want to educate myself on a lot of stuff. And I'm very ignorant about a lot of things and I'm very aware of that. So having that safe space where you can go to somebody and be like, I might be about to say something really fucked up. Can you please (laughs) educate me and let me know, like, you know, what's going on and and what I should know? I think it's so important, especially, I mean, Penelope, I guess, doesn't have so much like, you know, this canceled culture that's happening in the world right now where nobody can say anything wrong ever, especially like if it was 10 years ago, because you will get blacklisted. It's such a scary culture to live in because people can't grow like that. If you are afraid to admit that you don't know something, then you're never going to learn it. And then you and then you're inevitably going to make mistakes because you never learned. So to show Penelope being like, I feel that what I'm doing, what I feel is wrong and I can admit that. And can you please help me was so beautiful to watch and watch her friend be like, girl, you're good. Like (laughs) you're going to be okay. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, and then the quince scene itself, which like I'm sure you saw the a million of the shirts um last yeah. year at Clexicon of like that scene of all like you know just being the I mean ugh, I'm gonna make Ellie cry if I say I got you, but like I Eesh. got you, like you know it's just <laughs> you're right. I know. I'm sorry. No, well I was talking to Lee before too. I was like because I in preparation for this episode I rewatched some scenes and I rewatched uh. The, the scene, scene, scene yeah. and also With the, the scene where Elena talks to her dad, and I was just in t- like tears, just <laughs> crying all over again. Good, but oh, it is. So it's cool. such. I mean, it's just such a beautifully done. Like a like the the shooting and the you know mm-hmm. everything about it was just beautiful. But like emotionally, it's just like it is. It 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 kind of really like sums that up, you know, of like that's what this is gonna be. Is like she's gonna be there for her. Um and you're in that like baller suit and it's yes. just it's so good. It's so good. And uh, also like the concept of chosen family, which I think yeah. is something I love about the LGBTQ community because it doesn't just relate to LGBTQ issues is like, you know, if your family is abusive, if you're you know, if whatever it is you get to choose your people, which I think is so, it's just a beautiful concept. And it's so meaningful because I have friends that are like family to me and they would be there for me no matter what. And then to see, you know, the landlord and your mom's (laughs) boss be like, you know, your dad might be a piece of shit, but we got you. Oh my God. I remember like filming that scene was so hard because we were, we did it in front of a live audience. And it was so, you could hear a pin drop. I remember the first time we did it, people started being like, no, no. (gasps) I'm sitting there trying to keep myself together. And it was just, oh, we were all like ugly crying. Like it wasn't like, you know, like TV cry where it's like a tear or or two when people still look put together. We were like artfully perched on one little island. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're like sobbing. There's mucus everywhere. We don't know how to handle ourselves. They yell cut. I like have to like take a breath and sit down. I'm like, this is so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. But I think that's what made it so real, you know, and that's what, God, like that, yeah. It's just, it's a really important scene, I think. And it's, I think it's a scene that really meant a lot to a lot of, like, queer people who Mm -hmm. just, like, yeah, it is. you That that idea of, like, there are going to be people there, you know, mm-hmm. there to catch mm-hmm. you, there to help, and, like, there to, to just be there when you need them. Like, it's, uh, okay. Okay. I need, <laughs> we need to talk about something else. It's, uh, it's okay. should, we, should well, we, like, end it on that good, happy note, or? Yes. Well, I think we need to talk about, I don't know how much you can give us, oh, yeah. but what can we expect from season three? It's coming season out on Friday. I mean... Um, I'm I'm only gonna talk more in depth about this because Vanity Fair already put out a review that touches on these points, so it's not okay. me bringing them up. Okay, great. It's already <laughs> out. You know, you're like Fair. I can't be fired. This has already been put out there. It's already been put out there, but I will be vague. Um, we definitely see Elena and Sid's relationship progressing. At this point, they've been together for almost a year, so you know they are in love. And doing stuff <laughs> that they want to do. I, I wish was... everyone could see Isabella's face saying that sentence because <laughs> it was doing stuff, doing stuff, uh-huh. and having. Really I remember high school, correct? High yes. school, right? Okay, and, and just having really incredible conversations that I think are going to be so meaningful, not only to LGBTQ youth but to teenagers in general, mm-hmm. and. Um, especially in this era of Me Too and all of that, just like talking about consent and talking yeah. about, you know, actually talking about intimacy instead of just assuming and doing things without knowing where the other person's at, um, which I found incredibly difficult to do and also very important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite episodes, actually. Um, You'll see it. I can't really talk much else about it, but Michelle Badillo <laughs> and Caroline um, Levitch, I think is how you pronounce her last name, wrote that episode and were super collaborative with me. And, and it was stunning, truly. We talk Cannot about wait. it's it's good. We talk, you know what's funny though? I can't remember most of the season. I think because (laughs) I was so stressed because there's two, I I would say, main, quote unquote, main storylines for Elena this year. And they're both very personal topics for me. I talked a little bit about this on my Instagram. They're both topics that I have issues with in real life. So it was incredibly difficult for me to work on because I was clouded by my own Mm -hmm. um, emotions. Usually... I can put those aside and just let the character be the character. But because I have these issues in my own life, I was like, I don't know that this is what Elena would do. And I don't know if this is reading right. And I don't know, uh, yeah, how to work around this. So I think because of that, I don't remember most of the season. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what happened with the other characters because whenever it wasn't me doing a scene, I was up in my dressing room like, all right, girl, let's get it together. Um, But we talk about, this was also the thing we talk about, recreational um, drug use, which I think is a fun topic. Um, We talk about, God. Oh, is that Vanity Fair wording? So I don't say anything else. We talk <laughs> about, um, you know, addiction and and following that journey. Um, especially like I think it's it's such an interesting thing because people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be sober or whatever, and then they don't. People don't. I don't often see storylines of how it's an ongoing issue and it's an ongoing yeah. struggle, and you deal with it for the rest of your life. Like if you are an addict, you are an addict for the rest of your life. Even if you're, you know, 20 years sober, this is something that you have to, you know, work on and you have to keep going to meetings and keep talking to people and make sure that you're good. So we talk about that. We get new characters this season. Hooray. Mm. Uh, Steph, Beatrice, and Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine, who are queens and goddesses. You guys have no idea. I met Steph. I'm pretty sure I met Steph at Clexicon. And I could be wrong. My God, I don't remember (laughs) my life. But I'm pretty sure I did. And she is the most badass woman ever. She is so intelligent. She is so just aware and responsible and has such a calming energy. And after Clexicon, we got really close for a while. And she was like helping me with this. And I remember when 
this particular episode that I was talking about before was coming up. I was texting her. She's like, I'll be on set for you. Like, don't worry. Like, if you want me there, I got you. And it was, it was so beautiful to work with them. Melissa is a comedic freaking genius. And then, of course, Gloria Stefan. Yes. And they're all in the same episode as the first one, oh the God. one called The Funeral. Um, it's so funny because everybody's like, did you guys kill Rita? And I'm like... <laughs> First of all, we would never kill an EGOT. <laughs> no. And no. I'm pretty sure I can say that because you can see her in the promo yeah, pictures. She, she, she's she, not yeah. dead. She's in the trailer. Clips. We're okay. Yes. She did not die. But it, it is that episode is freaking hilarious. And I get to play with Steph in that episode, which is nice. so much fun. And then what else? What else do we have this season? There's a double date at some point, maybe. Um, maybe. Elena, I like <laughs> <laughs> Elena is, maybe we'll have to wait and find out. Maybe tune in on February 8th. Um, <laughs> there's also, um, you know, Elena is 17. So that that's an age that you can start doing things such as driving, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh. Potentially. There could be something about that, and it's it's. All I very love. Cool. I want to just have a segment that's like uh, Isabella Gomez vaguely describes <laughs> season three. Tries to describe season three without saying anything. You guys, it's I, like we're playing taboo. I've just wanted to talk about this season for so long because we wrapped so long ago, and it just feels like it should already be out. Like there's I'm like, a thing that you can speak. get when you're 17. Two words, uh, <laughs> and it's small and it's plastic. It fits in a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you have to carry it around everywhere with you. <laughs> oh, I so, love it. So, yeah, but it's a really great season. Um, it's very funny, but also just in the one day at a time way, you will cry. There's Excellent. some messed up mm-hmm. stuff that's going to wrench your heart out. There's also, I can't talk much about this, but there is another character that gets introduced that we have talked about in previous seasons that hasn't been in any of the promo pictures or anything like that. Secrets. And it is phenomenal. The actor that played this character, it's a man, I'll say that, is insane. He is so talented. The chemistry and like the scenes, it's just, it's going to be a beautiful season and I'm very excited. Amazing. Oh my God, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and once it comes out all the episodes are out yes, you can just watch them yes. all binge it okay. this Friday it. February 8th do it yes I yes. will Amazing. you know where I'll be oh yeah <laughs> I think it's okay. timely is it time okay yes. it's time for our next section Isabella yes which is called Q and Gay Q and Gay okay Okay, so what we do is we have some questions. They're very simple, multiple choice or yes or no answers. Uh, We are going to ask you. Many of these we've probably already covered, but we put them up on our Twitter so that our listeners can answer as well. Great. Okay, are you ready? Yes. So uh, let's take it away. I'll do question one. Would you feel more comfortable wearing a dress or a suit to your quinceañera? I didn't have a quinceañera, but oh, I would We should have, throw you one at Clexicon. We should, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have probably wanted the super poofy dress. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Okay, like you heard it here first, guys. I would want the dress, too. It's like, just when such I was a production. 15, I would want the dress. You want the glitter yeah. and the, like, yeah. I can't walk through doors. 21 era <laughs> at Clexicon, big poofy dress. Be there Done. or be square. Got it. <laughs> All right, number two. And this is obviously biased. You'll you'll be a little biased. This is mostly for our listeners. <laughs> Who is the best or your favorite Alvarez? Lydia, Penelope, Elena, or Alex? I mean, Elena. <laughs> but I obviously. will say my favorite character in the show is Schneider. All right. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. A, I think he should have been included in that because he is an Alvarez. I know. I was gonna Alvarez. say. I was just about to say, like, but he's not an Alvarez. But then I'm like, man, Schneider would be so mad if I said that. He's an Alvarez. <laughs> Adam. And he, he's actually my favorite character. <laughs> nice. I'm I a huge it. fan of Lydia. Not gonna lie. She's, you know, um, genius. So yeah, yeah, she just cracks me She's up great. every time. Yes. She's like she just says the most ridiculous things, mm. and I'm always just laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, right. question three, make the first move or wait to be asked out? I mean, wait to be asked out, but make a move that makes them want to ask you out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
C C is all of the above, apparently. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> Both at the same time. <laughs> Trick them into thinking you waited. <laughs> to be asked Exactly. Out. All right. Number four. Who would you cosplay at Comic-Con? A, the Doctor. B, Harley Quinn. C, Wonder Woman. Or D, Deadpool. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm inclined to say Deadpool. Nice. I love I just watched Deadpool 2 like a month ago and it's just I so funny. It's so good. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Uh so there you go. If you want to escape the VIP section at Klexcon, I think a Deadpool costume would be much more effective than an Elena Alvarez costume. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> to escape detection. <laughs> now everyone will know if they see a Deadpool at Klexicon that it is Isabella. Though. Sorry, we can we'll edit that out. You can hide, okay. <laughs> Or Ellie and I will also cosplay as Deadpool, and then no one will know. I love yes. that. Let's do Shh, it. The tall one will be Ellie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I can't hide. Ellie's got like six inches on both of us, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, question five. Last question. Yes or no? Do you want to split this cookie? Yes! <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Are these on Twitter? I want to actually answer them on they Twitter. Will be. They will They will be the weekly episode. Goes okay. Up. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> you can go on and vote. Yes. <laughs> Great. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Speaking of Twitter and social media, Isabella, where can everyone find you? Oh my god, I was about to say my old at name. Um, <laughs> let me tell you right now because they're different. On Instagram, you can find me at Isabella.Gomez. And on Twitter, you can find me at Isabella underscore Gomez. Girl, you got to consolidate your handles. I know. I tried, but it 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 didn't work. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean, this is as close as we're going to get. It's fine. <laughs> and are there any new projects coming up that you want us to promote? Obviously, we know there's one. <laughs> one day at a time, February 8th, everybody. Um, I have nothing that I can talk about. I, I've been teasing, and they won't let me say anything yet. I'm part of an animated uh, Disney show. Nice. It's second season, but I don't know when it's coming out. But when I know, you bet I'll post it on my handles that I just mentioned. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, Isabella will also be doing a Instagram takeover. So if you have questions that you want her to answer, send them in at us. Get us those questions. Email yes. us. DM us. Slide in our DMs. Do it. Yes. Yes. DMs. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Isabella. I'm just so happy you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This, this I think, was my first podcast ever, guys. <gasps> yeah. yeah. It's been we fun. I like it. I like the long form better. We can chat. And you yeah, never right? forget your first podcast, so now we're we're in there. We're in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Excellent. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from you and building our community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. Starting with one of our faves on Twitter, John Shavers, who had a great uh, suggestion for a Lara Croft Wonder Woman fanfic. So if someone is looking for an idea to write about, uh, he gave up a great one uh, with Lara, Crash Landing, Near Themyscira, Wonder Woman, Diana finding her. She's There's some amnesia happening. They let her stay on the island. I imagine it progresses beautifully from there into a, a blossoming love story. Yeah. Um, take it away, someone, please, please, and then send it to us. A lot, a lot of whips. And <laughs> Courtesy of John. Thank you, John. <laughs> and um, I also wanted to shout out some people from our Instagram our episode with Allison Stoner came out last week. We had a really great response from all of you. There was one particular quote from Allison talking about how it can be hurtful when people tell you something that you didn't even know about yourself. Um, and we had a lot of really great comments on our Instagram. So I just wanted to shout all of you out for sharing your stories and being really open about your experiences. And as always, we want to say a huge, huge thank you to our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Amy and Ellen. Kayla Kelly. Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, and Mark Foster. Thank you so much. This podcast honestly depends so much on our patrons, you guys, and everyone else that's on our Patreon family. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. 
Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast app you use. That way you will get new episodes as soon as they drop. We're also posting every other Thursday on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to help support the podcast, there's a couple different ways that you can do that. One of them is super easy, super free. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps new people find the podcast, and also we love reading them. And if you want to help support us financially, we would love for you to become a patron at our Patreon. Our newest perk is that you get ad-free episodes. I know everyone loves our deodorant commercial. Seriously, like (laughs) seven of my friends have texted me saying how much they love hearing me talk about deodorant. I don't know why. And also, I love our deodorant, so there you go. So there you go. Shameless plug. But if you join our Patreon, you never have to hear me talk about deodorant ever again at bit.ly slash less patreon <laughs> and you can join our next watch party coming up get on that don't miss out oh yes or you can buy some of our swag if you want to get some merch go check out our t public store at bit.ly slash les shop we have our screw hole shirts we have our home normative shirts we got all sorts of good stuff you can get it there you can also donate to our Trevor Project page at bit.ly slash Trevor. If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And the best place to find me is on Instagram and Twitter at Ellie Brigida. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. Let's hang out. out.